When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome once again to the Leads That Podcast season preview edition. I'm Paul and today I'm joined by James. Hello. And Rocco. Hello. Coming up, we will discuss our final pre-season fixture with Cagliari. <laughs> Give some thoughts and predictions for the upcoming season. Focus in on the season opener against Wolverhampton Wanderers. And we'll have a little round of play your players right. I just wanted to start by sharing the sentiment of the nation and congratulating the Lionesses on their magnificent performance throughout the Women's Euros, um, culminating in doing something that I've not seen an England's team do other than junior level. I suppose some of our guys have done it at junior level, haven't they? Anyway, a senior team has not won a tournament of such standard in our lifetime, unless you're pretending to be half Italian, in which case some people have already enjoyed that kind of thing. So well done, Lionesses. That's what I'm trying to say. It was amazing. Well done, girls. James, you missed it, though, because that takes us neatly into where you were on Sunday evening. Uh, Well, technically, I didn't miss it because I had 5G in Ellen Road and I was able to watch the England game on uh, iPlayer on my phone. my God. 5G in Ellen Road. Yep, 5G, brother. And I think probably because it was a reduced capacity, I could actually get signal which was lovely so yeah i managed to watch it everyone around me there was annoyingly asking the score every two minutes so <laughs> What's the score? yeah that sort of thing but no it was good and i saw i saw our first goal in the bar in the west stand and uh that was a great finish wasn't it incredible finish underrated actually but does she play for for them yeah it was a crap goal really wasn't it <laughs> bit of a fluke Anyway, let's talk about the uh, fixture against the Serie B outfit. So, James, you went to the game. What was it, first of all? What was it like being back? What was the atmosphere like? It was good, actually. Yeah, I I didn't. Um, to be honest, in the in the run up to it, I just kind of thought, I don't know if I could be bothered to go. But then on the day, I was like, oh yeah, I'm actually excited to get back in Ellen Road, and it was good. It was that it, n- not normal buzz because there's not the nervousness of a competitive game. Oh, there's not as much in it, but just excited to be back there. It's good. It's felt like a long time, to be honest. Obviously, it was the most resounding scoreline of, of pre-season. Difficult to judge um, the quality of the opposition. So what what do you really 
what are the main things you took away from last night? What, what were the key talking points on your on your drive home? Brendan Aronson was the probably the main talking point. He was he was so good, and I don't think it was just an opposition thing. I think he's been good in all the the games that he's appeared so far. But yeah, he was exceptional. Did you get three assists at the end as well? I think he did, didn't he? Jack Harrison was was really good. Not not just because he was taking on players and doing that stuff, but his initial first touch. He just he just looked a, a yard ahead of everyone all the time. He was just he just looked really really good. And yeah, it did actually make me think like actually is is Jack Harrison going to kick on a level this season? And there's a good a good chance he will. I think like a lot of people were upset with the defense and because of those two goals. And I think the first one definitely Lorente just took his eye off him and just stopped following following his man. The second one, I don't know whether how obvious it was, but around that time. If you're watching it, the uh, cock got injured, and uh, Marsh was kind of just looking at him all the time, trying to check if he was all right. I think it was probably one of those things where assistant coach, when he's there, one of them will kind of look after cock and check on whether he's okay, and the other one will sort the team out because at the same time they started pushing men forward, and we were getting caught when strike and. Rasmus were quite high up the field, so they were getting a lot of stick for not defending well. But I think it was actually. Jesse Marsh was about to change the setup of the team, but was getting distracted by Cox's potential injury. So I don't think there's anything to worry about. I think it, a lot's been said about the defence and issues there that still need sorting. But I think overall, it's we look a lot better. I watched the game, enjoyed it. I think there was obviously there was an element of panic when they scored the two goals, but we did look we looked like quite classy and coherent going forwards. And it was great to see so many of the new players being involved to a to a high level. There were so many things you could take. Patrick Bamford's performance and getting so many minutes under the belt. Rodrigo putting it in the top corner instead of... Well, I did see that, that cross that he tried to put in for uh, <laughs> Patrick Bamford in the second half. There were moments, but I think there was something for everybody to take away from that uh, moving into next week. Rasmus Christensen, he's an animal. Have you seen the picture of him from today? No. His eyes shut. Oh, really? Looks like, looks like Josh Warrington. <laughs> or it may have been Josh Warrington, but it was a staff. It would have been strange if Josh Warrington was there because if someone was posting pictures from uh, the staff pre-season meeting, whole staff. So the players were there and everyone. And uh, yeah, one eye's shut. So nasty worth keeping an eye on is it the sort of thing in boxing where they like just cut it don't they let it bleed out oh jeez that's wrong did you watch the game Rocco I had technical difficulties um, so I saw about 20 minutes in the middle of the first half and then I saw literally I turned it on and they got their first goal and then I saw the rest of it so yeah I was there I started watching when Calgary started ripping through us but yeah, I mean, six goals. It's uh, it's good. That is uh, that's exactly what you want. I mean, again, it's a bit like the Blackpool one, um, where you know we ripped through a championship team with ease. They even won, didn't they, on the on the first day? And Cagliari got relegated. Only just got relegated from Serie A last season, so they can't be that bad. But. They look so terrible. <laughs> and, you know, I'm not taking too. I'm not getting excited. Basically, I'm. I'm, I'm my, my feelings before the game and after haven't changed at all. Um, really, um, for example, without wanting to be a massive downer, um, like 
Aronson's ball through to Bamford, which was beautiful with the outside of his foot. It was a defensive error, really. You know, it practically ran under the guy's foot. It would have been cut out in the Premier League. Like, I, I don't think it's unfair to say that. So, yeah, I, let's see. It's good. It's uh, it's the best way to go into the season. Um, yeah. Those, those sort of passes do take defenders off guard sometimes, I think, because they're, they're stood the other way with their body to to run with the with the attacker. And then they all of a sudden have to switch over and then anticipate taking a touch on their wrong foot. And it often does slip through. So, but I, I, I get your point. Like some of them yeah. might, but still a good ball, Rocco, you, you miserable git. <laughs> it was a lovely ball and lovely play. The way Bre- broke out of defence. Uh, yeah, no, don't 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 forget. Um, I uh, I've been singing Ariton's praises, so I'm hoping for the best from him for sure. Poor sure. But you don't like Rocker. Nice no, garbage, absolute. He's just a easy ball merchant. <laughs> no, I don't not like him. I, I obviously wouldn't write off anybody, but I'm, um, yeah, I do get a bit annoyed how excited people get because I, I mean, maybe when I see, or hopefully when I see him in person on Saturday in the Premier League, he's going to be impressive. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm not getting carried away. Sorry. There's an easy nickname that you'll be able to use. You could call him Crocker. <laughs> <laughs> so it was good to be back. Good performance things that we can work on, maybe getting those couple of, uh, the, the fact that we've been opened up on the counter quite easily means that it's something that they can really focus on in training this week. That's what I'll take from it. Better to get those mistakes out of the way than uh, doing it on Saturday, which means on next week's podcast, I could sit and go, yeah, we didn't do that. Or we'll see. Maybe that's a good moment to uh, talk about the upcoming fixture because we are in match week one of the uh, Premier League season and we have a something of a uh, upcoming rarity just enjoy it on Saturday because they ain't coming around too often <laughs> on Saturday at 3pm we will welcome Wolverhampton Wanderers to Elland Road the history in this fixture is that we have won 43 drawn 23 and lost 35 so relatively even the last time that we played Wolverhampton Wanderers was the away fixture earlier this season which was uh, which finished 3-2 to Leeds United and i have to say that um I thoroughly enjoyed it and uh, in the first half it was uh, probably the point at which i was certain we were being relegated it was about the lowest i got other than that last week before brentford like but at that point it was like i can't see it improving on these things we're destined to lose every week um and there was a bit of spark found and raul jimenez did his best bit for us interestingly though looking at that fixture there was no i think he put calvin on the bench to be a cheerleader but there was no rafinha either so we played them without those two players then and we've strengthened since. And we played them relatively without Bamford because he had to go off for Green, Greenwood really early on. So, how are we feeling about Saturday? Pumped. It's a, I think it's a perfect match for us, really. Um, it's against a team that's going to be mid-table to push in Europe, so it's hard. You know, it's it's a it's a proper challenge, um, but not, not too hard. Um, so, it's one that we can hope for a result. If we win, we'll all be ecstatic. If we draw, I think we'll all be fairly content. Um, and if we lose, 
we can probably still make some excuses in that, you know, it's a, a new team and, and we're finding our feet, et cetera, and, and we need to gel. So not a free hit, of course. Um, you know, we don't want to get off to a bad start again. And the next home game's Chelsea. So, you know, you, you can soon get into a rut. But yeah, I think it's a great start. I'm really excited. James, you uh, look forward to Saturday. Yeah, I, I honestly can't wait. Um, it, like I say, it's felt like it's been ages um, since we've had a proper Premier League game. And we needed the break, don't get me wrong, because I was absolutely knackered at the end of it. But yeah, I'm, I'm similar to, to you, Rocco, on this. Like, I think it's a, a great game to start. And I don't know, like, have Wolves strengthened their squad much in pre-season? I don't think so. I, I, they were certainly late in making any kind of signings. Um, I tried to do a, a bit of background research on them prior to uh, this. I got on the old Molyneux Mix forum and um, they were talking about pre... They, I think they did a similar thing to us this weekend uh, whereby they they split the squad across a couple of fixtures although we just basically piled the first team into a game and Everybody else wasn't really involved. So hard to tell. They've been trying, I think they're moving to a back four. It looks as though Cody is not going to be part of it as much anymore. They expect him to start from the bench. And they're... That's interesting. And, mm-hmm. I, I, and I believe that, well, my dad told me that the Wolves' main strike is out. So I assume that means that Jimenez is uh, out and not, not still suspended from... Uh, yeah, he, is. He, he. I think he got a groin injury um, and they were saying he was out for a month and that was about a week ago and then they played it down a bit but yeah, I, I, it sounds like he'll be missing which is, uh, yeah, that's a bonus. You, you really want us to play our game, like get off to a good start in this this match and, and I think it's it's there, you know, I we weren't good against Wolves, I think, I think obviously we won and they battled hard for it but we weren't, it wasn't a good game for, it wasn't a good performance for us. Just things went finally went right for us on the day um, after a lot of misery, including Bamford's early injury as well. So, but I think we are in a better, more solid state than we were when we played them last time. And I think we could get something out of it. I really, I really hope we do. I think getting off to a good start is really important. Well, I, on, on the uh, Monu Mix forum, they do have a, a thread for the game, which was largely centered around the, ticketing and basically we were really late in confirming to them what the ticket prices were going to be even though there is a price cap on them <laughs> so we spent uh, this is really late i mean it was like the middle of july but f- i think i've become so conditioned to the fact that we get told about ticketing maybe a week or two before that they had different expectations. But they also, it was interesting because you had to have something like a million MyWolves points or something daft, like that you build up this loyalty to be able to enter the ballot and different bits. But equally, they sold it out, but you could have bought them for ages and they're all proud of themselves. Like, good God, it's just a different scale. (laughs) But they did, they call us dirty, scummy leads. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, they're not, not fans and they didn't enjoy what happened in that previous game. Yeah, it has that little bit of added spice around it, doesn't it? Yeah, and, and Wolves are always annoying as well with the time wasting and the, the Ellen Road. They basically sort of helped us get back in the game just by being infuriating and then uh, the atmosphere got stoked and, and we, we got the equaliser. So it should be, uh, yeah, it's got all the ingredients to be uh, to be a belter. When we had the first season back in the Premier League, we were just kind of like, 
we were celebrated a bit too much by other clubs, weren't we? And I think everyone kind of liked us being around. Now we've had a couple of years there. People are starting to hate us and call us dirty leads again. We're starting to rattle people. They're starting to rattle us. We're starting to get the rivalries again, which, ah, that's nice. I prefer that. More comfortable. I mean, I preferred the football that people liked us for, but that's another (laughs) matter, isn't it? So uh, there, there was plenty of pretty football yesterday that you can enjoy and if you if you buy into what the manager's trying to do and you appreciate playing through the channels and finding those men and we've got now the personnel to theoretically do that if that comes off we should see plenty of entertaining football i agree with pat pat said that i'm with him i bought into it rocco i listened to a thing on the athletic about jesse marsh's philosophy and i'm sold (laughs) wow and you can say his name now comfortably I'll send you the video. It might help. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Send send it around, Paul. We can all do with it. <laughs> it makes him sound like the next, like like he knows what he's doing, which is always a bonus. It's actually not a it's not a no width thing that happens a lot because it's a very narrow formation, but width can happen. It is it's a good point though. You even talking about this because we are well, naturally, I think, because of Bielsa. Not to mention it again. But we were so we were always going to be very quick to close off the idea of someone new coming in. Uh, so I think it is important that we do sort of educate ourselves on him and his methods. Well, it, it was easier listening to someone talking about him and his methods than him doing it. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah. And I, again, I'm not anti-American or anything like that whatsoever. But it got a bit kind of in-your-face jargony at a point where I wasn't ready to accept that. So maybe maybe I am. Maybe it's... Uh, I think what I accept now is that Bielsa was going to likely go in the summer one way or another and that we would be in the Premier League with a new manager. So I can accept that at this point because it worked out. But had it not, then uh, I'd have been angry about it forever. I think, um, yeah, like for me, unless probably subconsciously Bielsa might be a part of my... Um, pessimism or distrust I suppose but I think at the end of the day for me it comes down to the system and and what we've seen so far and I mean I like Marsh you know I like that you know obviously he's he is different and but he does talk very well and he is passionate and um you know he's sure of himself which is important and like I liked before the training session, the open training session in Australia, where, you know, he was addressing the crowd and talking them through what they were going to do. Like that was completely off the wall, really. No one else does that. And and that was brilliant. I really liked that. So he's a, yeah, he's a really nice guy. Um, I absolutely wish for him to do well. And, and I suppose that's the thing that annoys me when, you know, on Twitter, you see, you know, somebody being pessimistic and then someone jumps down their throat talking about Bielsa and you need to get behind the, you know, Jesse Mash. Well, you know, it's not about that. We all want to get over Bielsa by Leeds being great. You know, if Leeds are great, then all that, all, all those thoughts about, you know, what we could have had and what could have been happening and all that um, just goes away. So fingers crossed he uh, he does great. Well, I uh, my homework for this week is to learn what Gagan pressing is. And uh, once I know that, then then I'll understand the system. Made famous uh, by Jurgen Klopp, I believe, was it? Well, it's, it's it's something German and something to do with Red Bull and something to do with high intensity and pressing and Does the yeah. high intensity pressing come from drinking Red Bull? I'm I'm already confused. 
Well, once I've learnt it, next week I'll explain it to you. Lovely. Thanks, Paul. It wasn't a tell me what you know about it. Anyways, <laughs> worth saying at this point in time, we have done a bit of predicting. We have predicted the entire season based upon nothing but our pessimism and uh, predetermined ideas about opposition, what went before, what's gone in pre-season and the squad at this point in time. So when we preview the game each week, we'll go to those scores and say what we predicted the score would be. It means we could keep a running total of how right off relatively how wrong we were and also see which one of us is uh, right to be the most pessimistic, Rocco. So we'll... Uh, this game, the Wolves fixture, has got um, two of us down for a draw and one of us, little cheeky chappies, predicting a little Leeds United win. So, uh, Jimbo, what, why are you saying 2-1 Leeds? Because we're going to win. Football's coming home. Hang on, got my taglines mixed up. Yeah, no, I, I, fan- I fancy us to, to win. Like, why not? Why not? There's there's enough quality in that team to do it. I just think we need to, yeah, just get off to a good start. And uh, uh, yeah, it'd be brilliant if we if we can do it. And I've got a good feeling about it. Four nil Wolves. Cheers, lads. <laughs> Rocker, we both predicted one one, and I was being cautious about it and didn't want to get carried away and felt that n- not losing on the first day would be a good result. Is that where you're at? I just yeah, I think we'll be. I think we'll be. On it, I think we'll be absolutely um, fired up. So I'd like to think that we'll we'll, we'll give it a really good go and uh, home advantage. I'd like to think that we won't lose. Um, but again, it, it's so hard to base it on anything because we are just sort of blindly guessing at this point with the, all the amount of signings and stuff. Uh, but yeah, I think I think there's enough positivity there and and the home advantage. I mean, we need to start seeing the home advantage come to the fore because last season was record low number of home wins on it, even though the atmosphere was unbelievable. So um, yeah, law of averages says we're going to win more home games than ever before this season. Well, we'll check in next week and see how we got on. And I'm hoping that James is top of the uh, predictor league. Good luck, Jimbo. Cheers. So this is a season preview edition of the Leads Up podcast. And I've got a few questions that I want to ask. Some of them feel like they write themselves. So I'm hoping we'll get some some alternative ideas and some out there kind of suggestions. If you're listening and you disagree with any of it, just keep it to yourselves. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> no, let us know. Let us know. Let us know, Rocco's dad. <laughs> James' I'm, sister. And my sister, yeah. Don't forget her. Oh, apparently my brother listens as well. Man, Man, bloody hell! Well. We've, we've bloody hell! Yeah, we've doubled our. We've gone up. Hundred percent. My brother was um, so taking they, the rick out of me for uh, for liking Belletti. He hates him. He thinks he's a cart horse. Well, I agree with him. <laughs> <laughs> does your brother write? Does your brother write books about the history of Liverpool? No, I got all the talent in the family from my dad and looks. <laughs> I'm going to move on because it's getting weird. Uh, so. His first question. What game are you looking forward to most this season? Wolves, because we're going to win. Now, Man United at home, it's got to be, hasn't it? I think, like, I know we've had a not great time playing them of late, but it's just the fixture you always look for, isn't it? Like, Ellen Road is another level when they're here. It's great. Wolves the most for me, just because um, it is the first game back, but, you know, I'm just so desperate to see what we're like. And yeah, I guess I'm a bit scarred from Man United games uh, of recent years. So I'm looking forward to Wolves. Bring it on. I have the opposite mantra of James. 
I hate those fixtures. I dread them. They come round. I hate the fact that we're probably going to get battered. And I actively went on holiday for almost all of them last last season. I even did the Great North Run to get out of going to the Liverpool game. So I'm going to throw the opposite, which I think is probably... You all think Forest are going to be good and they've spent well, so I'm going to ignore that. I'm going to go for Fulham at home. What an absolute shocker. Yeah. Don't be bailing on games this time. What did you predict for Fulham at home? Well, don't don't like to spoil these things. I probably predicted... Yes. No, no. He's predicted 2-0. Oh, no, I'm surprised, I'm surprised it wasn't 1-0 in the 89th minute, Paul. 2-0 is my most... Opti- I don't, don't want to spoil it, but yeah, that's my uh, most optimistic result of the season. Why have I predicted that we'll beat Spurs 2-0 in the last game? Anyway, anyway, we'll get to that. All in good time. All in good time. I think I've predicted some wins where I think we'll need wins as well. We'll see. We'll see how it comes out. Um, what thing have you missed the most about match days? Fish and chips. Definitely. Park fisheries. You can't beat it. I forgot about your ritual, Rocco. Yeah, I need a fish and chip ritual, I think. I don't know. The, the walk down to the stadium's nice, isn't it? Just when you get parked up. I'm, I just like that routine. It's very nice, and I've missed it. Do you walk down the Eastern Hill, then? <laughs> not, no, not that you way. Need to, you need to do that. Then you get your fish and chips, and then you get the spectacular view. Yeah, maybe that's what I need to do. What's the fish and mm-hmm. chip shop called? Park Fisheries. Park Fisheries. Noted. Yeah, get on to them for sponsorship. <laughs> um, mine is, it's a very specific moment in the season. It's the the moment that you get to the top of the steps for the first time. So that'll be Saturday at five to three or what, what? We'll probably go out a bit earlier to get the atmosphere. Get to the top when you're climbing the steps and you get to the top and you open and it's all mm-hmm. out in front of you again. I love that moment. That's the thing that, I've, that I love the most of the season. All that optimism. All that optimism so then you can then book holidays to miss the rest of them. Love no, I won't, be, I won't be this year, I promise. All right, well, it's on tape now. I promise to go as often as I can. <laughs> Bloody hell. I'm going to Wolves, that's a good start. Fair enough. Anyways, right, top scorer. Joffe. I think he's going to make his mark this season properly. I think Bamford probably is going to have a few injuries. Uh, he might even have second season syndrome. Um, watch out. Um, so, yeah, but Gelhart, nothing will hold him back this season. He is going to explode. So Bamford's either going to have second season syndrome in his third season because his second season he was injured or he's going to be yeah. injured like his second season. <laughs> yeah, they oh. both work. Yep. They both apply. James? I think, uh, Rocco, you've used the word explode. And uh, unfortunately, that's not one. That's one that we use for when someone's had like an injury. So you can't say that. <laughs> but he jinxed him now. Um, I I'm, I, I genuinely think Brendan Aronson is going to be our best player this season. That wasn't the question. That <laughs> was like, the question. Top scorer. Oh, like, sorry. Could, I wasn't even listening. There's two other categories that he could fit into for that. I wasn't even listening. Do you know what I was doing? I was trying to lock the spreadsheet so you couldn't edit your uh, your your selections, Paul, for the season. Sorry, your score predictions for the season. Because you already had doubts about your Spurs one, so I was distracted trying to lock it. And I'm screen grabbing it anyway. Uh, top goal scorer, I am going with... I was in two minds about this earlier. I still am. I'm going to go Bamford. If he can, if he can be fit, it's the system's geared up for him to score a lot of goals. So yeah, Bamford. I agree. Done. 
Next one, youth player of the season. Does a scale heart count? Yeah. He's young. He is. And I'm he's... surprised you haven't said Archie Gray, though. I think Archie's too young to be playing. I think it's irresponsible of Jesse to be playing such a little boy. Uh, so I'm going with Jaffe. Josh- uh, uh, I've got a funny one for you. Last night, my nephew met Joffe, got his photo taken with him. Wow. And uh, my brother-in-law, <laughs> who, Paul, you know very well, uh, he asked Joffe directly whether he'd signed a new contract and all he got was a smile and a raised eyebrow. So read into that what you will. Joffe. Uh, it was exactly like that. It was like, Joffe, you, you signed your new contract. So, yeah, I, I think Joffe. For me, young player. I'm going to go Sam Greenwood. Oh, yeah. Mm. Nice call. Wow. Because Jesse absolutely loves him. So I can see him getting a lot of game time. He feels very sorry for him because he's played him in so many different roles. But I'm 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 hopeful this will be his uh, breakout season. I mean, we don't want to make Bielsa comparisons, but Bielsa has never been sorry for playing Stuart Dallas in all 11 positions. That, so basically you're saying that Jesse Marsh is twice the man that Bielsa is? No, never. Um, most. Who do you think will be the most impressive signing by the end of the season? I think we're going to agree on this one, James. Uh, I'll go with Brendan Aronson. I think he's going to be very good. Joe. I like him. The thing about Aronson is that he plays, he plays in a position where what he does is going to be if he's good at it, he's going to be noticeably influential to the team. Whereas, say, Tyler Adams or your mate Rocker, they're in to do stuff that is far less noticeable, but it can be equally as effective. So for that reason, I'm going to say Rasmus Christensen. <laughs> oh, yeah, nice. nice. I, think, I think you'll see what he's doing and people will be impressed and people will sing his name and they'll love him. They're both really good shots. I do I do think um yeah, it's hard, isn't it? It's both of those. But I am gonna stick with Brendan Aronson just because I don't think we've really had a player in that central role who's creative for some time. And I think that's what people will be excited about, and that's what will be most impressive because it's felt that we've we've lacked that that kind of player there for some time now. Do you think he's already had the odd uh Pablo comparison and has he? He's he's really good. Like in the flesh as well. He's he's really good. Very very quick. Very nimble. Really good feet. Just yeah. I'm I'm excited about him. I think he's what we've needed. So so having said all that, who do you think you, who's gonna who's gonna be player of the season when it gets to the award ceremony at the end of the year that they're definitely gonna have next year? I'm gonna say Jack Harrison. Oh. Uh, like, like you said at the beginning, James. I do. I, I was watching the game thinking. Yeah, he, he's one that can keep improving. Like, he probably didn't improve last season, but I think that's because he was, you know, connecting with Rodrigo and James up front. Um, you know, it, it's going to stifle a creative winger. So hopefully, if everything clicks, he's going to be excellent this season for Leeds and, uh, and scoop up the Player of the Year award. I completely agree. Um, yeah, Jack Harrison for me as well. I think a bit like... Dallas when he won player of the season he, Dallas just did everything right he did the simple things right and then he had like some amazing moments throughout the season and I think that's all Harrison really really needs to do is just do his job and do it do it well and it, 
this, I still think the system's set up for him to do well as well. And see, see again, like I said, seeing him yesterday, he just looks like he's come on again. And, and I know he's someone who always pushes himself hard in pre-season as well. And I, and I love that. I just hope we don't fucking jinx it and he goes to Newcastle now. My player of the season that I think is going to be, and this is always a bit, it's, there's two, two trains of thought, isn't there? Who do I think is likely to be and who would I like to be? And uh, if we go back a couple of years and and Rafini came in from nowhere, I'm going to go for the same thing. I'm going to go Sinistera. If we haven't had a, we haven't had a chance to see him, have we? Really, because he got in his mm-hmm. debut. So I'm going to project onto him all of my hopes and feelings uh, from Rafinha and hope that it that he does all that magic. I mean, I'd love it if Dan James was player of the season. I won't lie. I would, I would love that. It would shut everyone up. I want it to I be Rocker. Yeah, well, of course you do. I want it to be Rocker more than anything. Because <laughs> then we can slam that back in your face. Yeah, great. Well, we want someone to be player of the season. That's nice, isn't it? <laughs> Better than last <laughs> season. Good season, boys. Right, and then final position. So we've done our predictions in terms of the amount of points, and I don't want to spoil that. But where do you think that amount of points that you get would get us? Where are we finishing? I think my prediction is going to finish us similar to last season, but um, slightly better. So 16th for me, which I think could be fine, actually. If we finish 16, I mean, it's not really exciting and it's not going to be nice to lose a load of games. But if we stay up now with this team, we can, you know, we can build on it. Um, You know, the, the squad is young enough. Um, and that hopefully they'll will improve. So yeah, wouldn't be a disaster if we finish sixteenth, Rocco. I will be a nervous wreck <laughs> all season. That cannot happen. I'm going for twelfth. I think I I want us to get off to a good start, and I want it to feel like we're safe for a long time. I don't want the nervousness that we had of all last season, particularly towards the end. So yeah, good start is required. 12th would be all right. Oh, I mean, I know how many points I've predicted compared to your predictions, and I think we're going to finish lower, but not than Rocco's. That'd be like statistic, but all right, I'll go 14th. I'll split the difference. Let's see where we end up. So we're, we're basically all saying it's got to be a slog, but we think we'll stay up. Let's yeah, up. I think we'll be fine. We'll be fine. Look at Leicester. Like Le- Leicester have not added anything to their team, and and towards the end of last season, when we played them, we played them Jesse's first game, and we looked miles better than them. And they never and Leicester never really kicked on from that. If they haven't signed anyone, what have they actually built? That's one team at least that's gonna, I think, gonna be worse than us. What are the t- two out of the three new teams that have come up? I don't think. We'll worry too much about them. I think Nottingham have made some good signings, but yeah, I just, I just think we'll be all right. I think we've, 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 we've spent a hundred million pounds. There's, there's no way we can't have an improved squad that can not improve on last season. I think it's all about the midfield too. I think if if Adams and Rocker are good enough, um, then we will be all right. Um, and if they're not, then that's going to be a, a real, real struggle. Um, so yeah, fingers crossed. Well, there we go. There we have it. We got time for a cheeky player players, right? Yeah. Oh, there isn't a jingle, is there? I can have one. 
Cool. Hit the jingle. Right, so we're back again with uh, Play Your Players Right. Um, for those of you who haven't heard this game before, I will say the name of a player. I'll say how many appearances they did, and then I'll say another player, and then they've got to guess whether it's higher or lower than that. Um, and I make no apologies that I'm using a spreadsheet that I used three years ago. This is the fourth season of Leeds, that. Yeah. Did you know that? It's mad, isn't it? 162nd episode. That's cool. Well, this is from like episode three or four that I started using these stats. So if if you uh, want to cheat, pause it now and go back and listen to that episode. Um, but it means that Rocco's got no uh, clue on this. And it also means that I'll update my spreadsheet very shortly. So here we go. We're going to go for... And this is something we haven't talked about. So it's a nice little segue. There are going to be more signings. Some people expect that we may actually use the loan market this year because you can have a certain number of loans in your squad as well um so i'm going to do a player players right leads loan special mm-hmm. interesting and we could talk about signings if you like i still think we've got to make a couple done the bulk of our business who, who are you hoping for andrea bellotti please he's <laughs> he's on the verge of signing for roma but we could still swoop and he would be great cover for bamford and a foil for Joffe. James, if we signed Che Adams, would you be disappointed? Yes, I would. <laughs> that was resounding. I'd, it, it feels a bit like, why? Um, I think Bielsa was keen on him, wasn't he? But I don't know. I, I, I've never been a fan of his face. <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, speaking of people whose faces you might not be fans of, saw that uh, Tyrone Mings got stripped of the captaincy at Aston Villa and they gave it to John McGinn. That was harsh, wasn't it? That's a disgrace. So is Connor Cody not Wolves captain anymore then? Evidently not. I'll tell you what, I'll I'll start you with this one then. Shane Lowry made 11 appearances on loan from whom? Aston Villa. Correct, that was my link. I've got a link. Yeah. League One Leeds is out a week today. How exciting is that? Bloody hell. Rocco's curled out another book. <laughs> the hat trick. <laughs> Rock, are we going to do some sort of giveaway, Rocco, on Twitter? Definitely, yeah. Absolutely. When they arrive at some point. They might not even be here for release day, but um, it all builds the excitement. Keep an eye out on our Twitters for that. The O'Leary years has got pride of place on my bookshelf. Nice. I'm not even following that up with a joke. It's just true. <laughs> it's, it's right next to Fifty Shades of White by Gary Edwards. Right, come on, let's play your players right. Okay, so we've got... Nothing against your books, Rocco. I really like that. No, no, Shane Lowry with 11 appearances. I'm going to throw you Jeff Horsfield. Was he Ooh. higher or lower than Shane Lowry? I think... Ah, I mean, we signed him at the start of the season. But he didn't play much. 11. That's going to be really tight, I think. My instinct was higher, so I'll go with that. Higher 13. Higher 12. It was higher 14. Oh. Um, Next one, then. Gary McSheffrey. Oh, another League One legend. Higher or lower? Lower. Lower 9. (laughs) 
No, I was thinking nine. I'll go with ten. It was ten. Maybe. Uh, Look at that. Probably good, maybe, your book. I could write a book on that. <laughs> Sam Sodji. Sam Sodji. Yeah. Ah, I know this for a fact. So, oh. James, you go first and I'll tell you if you're right or wrong. <laughs> was it higher or lower than 10, James? Higher, 15. Lower, 8. Yeah, how the hell do you know that? Um, because in the book it says he only made eight appearances, but he was so good that he got back into the Nigeria squad in the summer. And then Grayson wanted to sign him. Uh, he wanted to sign him and Kisnobo, but Bates wouldn't let him, so he got Kisnobo. And do you know what? Grayson wanted to he, Grayson wanted to play Kisnobo defensive midfield, and when he missed out on Sochi, he moved Kisnobo back to defence and bought Doyle. Interesting, isn't it? That that is interesting. Also quite sad, isn't it? Quite sad that what? We didn't we sign him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Sodja. Right. You've had a clean sweep tonight. Let's go for this one then. Last one. One of our all-time heroes, Matt Grimes. Oh, bloody hell. Grimesy. I'll go uh, lower. How many? Lower than eight. How many games before his mum warmed up the van to take him home? Seven. What did you say, Rocco? Six. It was seven. Oh. Well, well this is we're gonna have to. You just need to do your research. You need to do your. You need to do your research better for these books, Rocco. <laughs> Shameful. <laughs> Shameful. I tell you what, I think it was a tie, but I'm gonna give it to James. Oh. <laughs> he didn't write a book on it. You basically cheated. Next True. week, I'm gonna do it on. Like, I, d- I don't think there's any of these players that I can do that like no, you're in a book about. Paul, that, no, Gr- Grimes slipped through the, the cracks. But Grimes, Paul, that, Paul, that's unfair. Anyway, I'm going to share the honors. I'm going to share the honors with you, Paul. Well done. Well Thanks, done. James. I enjoyed that. <laughs> but it's been a good one. Uh, <laughs> right. Well, all that leaves us with a final word for the week. Marsh ball. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely two. No, well, maybe there's a hyphen. We've traditionally yeah. allowed hyphenated words. Good. I don't think it's hyphenated. Beelzebul is one word in my books. Well, I don't know who was editing your books or proofreading them. <laughs> All right. Well, even if it's hyphened, I'm going with Marshball because uh, we have to go with Marshball. And it's uh, it's going to be very, very interesting Mars ball is basically Red Bull ball and the players that we've bought in have basically all been Red Bull so fair play good strategy James Keegan pressing what does that mean exactly Paul this is a reminder for you to come next week armed with that knowledge for all of us how has that not been pulled up for being two words because it's one word (laughs) google it I will Germans do they do connect words don't they next you're going to be saying supercalifragilisticexpialidocious <laughs> is uh, all separate words Rocco right I'm going to give you one word because you two have been silly and it's definitely one word it's home it's going to be nice to be home on Saturday we need to be better at home are you, not, last season. Are you not turning up to the ground again because you're too nervous Paul yeah I'm staying at home <laughs> 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 and uh, it's come home hasn't it so uh, mm. it feels like a, a nice way to wrap that up 
Thank you for listening. Our aim for this season is to do weekly match week podcasts that do a little review of the match week just gone, a preview of the the upcoming fixtures, and throw in a few little features like uh, games like play your players right in there as well. So thank you for sticking with us. I hope you enjoy Saturday, however you are consuming it, and from wherever you are consuming it. And uh don't know why I'm saying consume so many times. <laughs> Should have been your word. It'll be that that could be next week. It'll it'll consume me. I should probably re-record this is utter garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave it in. Have a good week. Bye. Oh dear. It's gonna be a tough edit that James. <laughs> no. Podcast Network.